We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. You ready? I'm starting. Yes. I already started. I've got my pen and my my inky pen and my paper. We just tell the same jokes every week (laughs) about your inky pen and paper. I think maybe Lil Twain has stopped listening. (laughs) I haven't asked because I don't want to (laughs) know. It would hurt me. But we do just tell the same jokes. Anyway, let's try to not tell any of the same jokes this time. In case, okay. what if Little Twain was like, this is it. I'm going to listen one more time right, and, and then is, I'm out. This is the episode? So we can't make any of our same junk jokes about like what a podcast is. Okay, let's, so. let's not, which is? No, 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 we're, oh, no, oh, oh, no, oh, we're really oh, not going to oh, make those jokes. Okay, okay. Okay, hi, welcome <laughs> to Hot Drinks. I'm at a little, la, who am I? You're Latter-day Twain. <laughs> And I'm Brother Jack Coffey. Yes. We're two irreverent motherfuckers. (laughs) And we are here to talk about Mormonism, sex, boners, Mm. alcohol, spitting, Mm. Justin Theroux, Justin Trudeau. What are you doing to me? These are all the things we're going to talk about. Or that we talk about in general. How dare you? Um, I was in a doctor's appointment today. And Jesus. (laughs) We do. Much in the same way we talk about... Justin Theroux and Justin Trudeau. Right. Meaning a sexual way. The three J's. So anyways, well, (laughs) but we don't... I almost had Rosé come out my nose. (laughs) The three J's J's. are Justin Theroux, (laughs) Justin Trudeau... And Jesus. And Jesus. Although, we don't want to exclude Justin Bateman. (laughs) Okay, let's just let... We just need to touch on that really quickly. clear the air. So last week... Or whatever, last episode, whatever. we were talking about, I don't even know <laughs> why, because I don't remember anything we, we were talking about. we were talking about Facts of Life? We were talking about Facts of Life, so okay. we were talking about Justine Bateman, mm-hmm. who's a great actress, and we were like, whatever's happened to her. And then we were talking She's about her brother, Jason Bateman. Not Justin Bateman. Who's on Arrested <laughs> Development and Silver many other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Ozark. And we thought his name was Justin Bateman. <laughs> I had been drinking all day. And we just kept talking about, like, isn't that weird that her what? name's Justine? They're not and then, twins. Anyway, and I, then, like, 75 of you wrote in and were like, his name is Jason Bateman. And, of course, we fucking know that. I've right. seen every episode of We were just very Ozark. tipsy, yeah. And so, when, yeah. Anyway. so, anyway, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Anyway. So, you... Was, He's honorable mention. Um, but I was in a doctor's appointment today. Right. And I was telling the doctor about how I have a podcast. We'll get into why I had to tell the doctor that. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope to never reveal this to a medical professional. Well, it was... Therapist nece- or a doctor. It was necessary medical information. Okay. And uh, she said, oh, what's your podcast about? And I went, oh. every time I get that question, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is why I just um, don't talk about it. Because what I have learned in Salt Lake is very few people I come across are Mormon or even ex-Mormon. I know. It's it's They're l- never most. shocking. It's shocking. It's and shocking wonderful. to me. It's shocking to me too when people are like, oh yeah, like I'm from Colorado and then I just moved here. And yeah. I'm just like, you did? <laughs> I know that happened. How and why? So anyway, anyway, what I said to her was, what I said was to her, well, uh, we just uh, talk about anything crude and crass and inappropriate you can imagine you said that yes okay and she laughed okay good and then she put a uh some cocaine in my nose no 
It just felt like it in the back of my throat. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did she actually do? Some other kind of cane. Okay. That was numbing. Michael Caine? It was Michael Caine. In your nose. In my nose. In my nose. And it no, was real gonna, numb not. and nast- nasty. Okay, so for our, for our women's work for this week... Do you want to tell people why you were a doctor and why she was putting Michael Caine in your nose? Oh, interesting. We'll just segue into that. Okay, great. <clears throat> and I do want to say, before Uh-oh. you tease this, oh. we're going to do a whole demi-toss for our patrons all about this, maybe. We don't know, maybe. Brother Coffee. Yes. When you said tease this, I thought of a big hard dick and a feather. Gross. You th- what? Just that I said something and you thought of a dick kind of freaks me out. Um, I'm always thinking about dicks. Okay, It has fair. nothing to do with you. Thank you. Wow, that's really wow. self-absorbed. So you went to a doctor. Really heterophobic. What would I say if a doctor asked me what our podcast is about? <laughs> I think we need to come up with like oh, an elevator pitch for our podcast. You, okay, I know what you would say if you were caught on the spot. Um, we just talk about our lives yeah. and, and, you know, our yeah. experiences in parenting. Parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, so... <clears throat> So I don't know if any of the gentle listeners have noticed, <laughs> but you have a little bit of a a throat condition where you periodically, not much, maybe once or twice per episode, have to clear your throat quietly and gently and off microphone. So funny. Um, but And maybe no one's noticed, <clears throat> but you thought you should see a doctor about it. I'm just going to be really open about it. Okay, go I'm ahead. not going to hide it anymore. So, <clears throat> I saw a doctor about it. Okay. Quick timeline. Think of your seminary timeline. Right. From Adam to Joseph Smith. Think of when Mary Jo Coco gifted me and my ex-wife, Tisha, <laughs> a Book of Mormon timeline from Costco, which was like a seven-foot-long timeline Stop. of the history of the Book of Mormon <laughs> that we could hang on our wall. Think of that. That's what I'm thinking of. Go. You should tag her in this. Okay. Um, Tisha or Mary Jo Coco? Mary Jo. Okay, so... Um, Mary Jo Coco's my mom, if you're new listener. Trish is my ex-wife. She's straight. I'm gay. Lil, December. Lil Twaint just turned it off. Oh, shit. shit, shit. <laughs> December 2019. I am so sick for the second time of the right. winter season that I'm thinking I, it's something other than the flu. Like, maybe I have walking pneumonia. Right. This is pre-COVID, too. Although, maybe you had COVID. Because I was in New know. York yeah, in yeah, December yeah. of 2019. Right. This was before, I mean, I guess we were talking about COVID because it was in China at the time, but we were not talking about it. Wuhan. As, yeah, as something that would affect us in yeah. the United States. So anyway, <clears throat> um, I am struggling to breathe for a couple of weeks. Right. And feverish. And right. sh- feeling shitty. Right. And blah, blah, blah. Probably COVID. Pro- <laughs> I know. So, <clears throat> um. January goes on, February goes on, and the owners of Laziz are like, are you okay? Are you still sick? Or they forgot I was sick and would go, oh, are you sick? Uh-huh. You know, <clears throat> and I go, no, I'm fine. I've just had to do this ever since I've been sick. COVID hits. Right. We're fucked. The world shuts down. N- no one's going to a doctor or no. a hospital unless you have COVID. Right. And... Especially like a throat or breathing specialist. <laughs> like they were busy. They were fucking busy. I'm like, they were not available. I'm, like, I'm just clearing my throat a lot. They were like, well, people are dying, Marsha. So people are so, dying, Kim. In August, I finally felt okay. August 2020. Yes. Okay. Just this last August, in fact. 
to make an appointment about this, my primary care provider was dead set on me seeing an ENT specialist. And I'm like, that makes sense. Ear, nose, and throat. Right. Sure. Well, the ENT doctor uh-huh. um, was like, I don't see anything wrong with your vocal cords. I'm not seeing any, like, buildup of anything back there. Everything yeah. looks totally healthy. <clears throat> But I do recommend speech therapy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. You are a professionally trained. <laughs> Spe- for real, though. Like, you're a professionally trained, like, person. actress and dialect. Speecher. Like, you know how to speech. <laughs> you so- know how to speech. You're a professional speecher. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, um, sure, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it and see what happens. Well, my Utah State Medicaid does not cover that. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so... Because we... Because in the United States, we hate poor people and sick people. We hate that. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I let it go. I was like, fuck it. I don't know. Maybe once the wildfires are done, it'll calm down. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Oh, my God. I would wake up with numb lips because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. So anyways, um, then... About a month ago, I was like, I'm making another appointment. I've got to get to the bottom right, of this. Right. And like right now, I can feel myself needing to clear my throat and I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. And I'm trying not to do it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> I just did it. It's fine. <clears throat> and again. Don't overthink it. Oh, I always do. I know, I know. So anyway, I'm a Libra. Um, I go back and Astrology. I- that's what you could say this podcast is about. <laughs> When someone says, what's the podcast about? Astrology. You could say astrology. We're experts. Because we're, we are experts. We know our risings. We do. And our moons. We do. So, okay. <clears throat> my cancer moon. I go, <laughs> I go back to my primary care guy last week. And he's uh-huh. like, I want you to go back to ENT. Because we're going to find a way to get Medicaid to cover the speech therapy. And I'm like, okay, but um, can I get my lungs checked? Yeah. And he's like, sure. We'll do. I will uh, give you the number. Because with the U of U network, you don't need referrals. Oh, okay. So it's more just like guidance. Who do I call? Um, I'll give you a referral to the uh, respiratory department, whatever. Yeah. And you'll have a PFT done, which is a pulmonary function test. Okay, great. Flying colors. Great. I'm breathing in all the oxygen. You can suck and blow in the world. You can suck and blow like nobody's business. Nobody's business. Nobody's business. And I know this doesn't have to do with pulmonary, but I'm really good at swallowing. Sucking, blowing, and swallowing. S- come. Flying colors. <laughs> Hi, flying adored. So, what? What musical is that from? Evita. Okay. Which I hate. <gasps> oh, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. Shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Speaking of musicals, really quick. <laughs> The other day I was listening to musicals as I do. <laughs> as I you are as, as I want to do. Yeah. And the song came on from Miss Saigon, a solo saxophone. Oh! And it is the best song ever, but I it is it. the worst song ever. Oh, it's so bad and wonderful. It's like so Kay. 90s. Side played note. Played like a song. Little twaint. Just go with this. Okay. It might be bad, but listen. Uh-huh. It drives the emotion yeah, yeah, yeah. of the show. Played like, like a nothing. solo saxophone. Oh. God damn it. What a terrible oh. line. What a terrible oh. line to write solo an entire musical saxophone. on. Anyway, I'd completely forgotten about that song. Oh, that musical is a it's perfect brilliant. musical. They're called Bouidoy. 
the dust of life. Anyway, oh, anyway. Well, fuck. We're we going to have to going. do another episode tonight about remember this. How we really should make a musical or should make a podcast. Because remember last week we were going to do a podcast about state drama competition. <laughs> it should be about like, it should be about all the things we cared about when we were in high school in the 90s. So it's state <laughs> drama competition. Yes. It's Miss Saigon well, the musical. They're doing a quick 180 right now. This yeah. is what the podcast is going to yeah, be about. A new one. Okay. No, no, no. It's us in the 90s, when, the things we cared about. Oh Dawson's my Creek. God. Not that. Mm, okay, it's fine. Okay. It, that's on your list tonight. I'll talk about it. Yeah. I hold space for that. Yeah. Back to the fucking thing we were right. fucking talking you're about. You're excellent at breathing. Lil you can Twain. play like Are a. You, still there? you can play on a solo Kay. saxophone. <clears throat> okay. Because you can breathe so well. <laughs> so, and my doctor's staying on top of it. Okay. Because he messaged me in the app. Oh. And said, hey, I saw the results from your PFT. Tinder? <sighs> I wish he's super fucking cute. Really? And guess okay. what? He's in his 30s. Oh, goddammit. <laughs> oh, doctors in their 30s. I know. I Just... always choose cute service providers. <laughs> I really do. It's important to me. My dentist, hot. So My optometrist, you check their picture hot. before oh, you... Oh, like 100%. <laughs> we are amazing. I Like, why would I want to go see a dentist who's not attractive if I could choose a dentist who is attractive? He's going to put his hands in my mouth. <laughs> so I look him up. I find someone that's put like that in my network. And then I Google <clears throat> their pictures to find their pictures. I have a hot optometrist. Oh. Everyone in his office is hot. So regardless of which doctor I see, Shit. they're all hot. God damn it. Every time- I have a hot dentist. Jesus fuck. I have, I have an, a doctor who's okay, but who wasn't my favorite doctor anyway. And I'm going to a new doctor. And I don't know if he's hot, but he's gay. So <laughs> I have an appointment next week. He's gay. Period. Period. So, uh, <laughs> well, twenty. So your hot doctor. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, no. He oh. messaged you on Tinder, and, and, uh, and he said, "I <laughs> I looked at you, the results of your PFT." <laughs> Did anyway. you tell him the reason you cough so much in your podcast is because your co-host is so funny? And I you can't said stop that to Okay, I'm getting there. Okay. So today I'm gonna shut up. I'm up at six o'clock this morning right. because I have an eight o'clock appointment right. with the ENT. Right. And I've got to wake up early enough to. Casually. Listen to solo saxophone. Ca- <laughs> Julie through the glass. Listen to Julie through the glass. While I'm making my pour whole, over. It's a whole morning routine. It's a meditation. Pra- it's a spiritual practice. I mean, now I kind of want to make a playlist <laughs> of all those songs and play them in the morning. Anyway. So anywho, um, I get there. They call me at 8.05 while I'm uh-huh. on my way. This has nothing to do with it. And I'm like, I'm two minutes away. Calm the fuck down. And then I get up there and it's fine. So I'm telling the doc... I'm like, look, can you explain to me why he sent me back here? Because he thinks it's my larynx, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> which is not a lynx. Right. Which is a kind of cat. Right. Um, he thinks it's my larynx, but look, when there's wildfires, I can't breathe. When I clean my room thoroughly, I can't breathe at night. <clears throat> when I talk a lot on my podcast, I have to clear my throat chronically. When I'm singing... I, I have to clear my throat chronically when I go in from outside to air conditioning and, and I'm listing all these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, incense. When my daughters vape around me, stop vaping. Little twain. Um, <clears throat> she's not listening. I know she turned it off 20 minutes ago and if we've only been recording for 15. If she even listened at all. So did you, does it, does your throat hurt when you suck a big dick? Oh no. Okay. No, it's like the balm of Gilead. There was a there was a thing a couple of years ago making the rounds on the internet where this young little twink had to go to the hospital because he sucked a, too big of a dick and it like broke the back of his throat. Oh, bless his heart. And he 
was, and people were like, does your mom know you're gay? And he's like, well, she, she does now. <laughs> she found out now. Anyway. I broke my throat sucking on a big, big old fat That's a pot. hero. Yeah, really. That's a hero right there. So anyway, <clears throat> and she goes, what's your podcast about? And I told him. Right. It's not our lives. And she and laughed. Parenting. She asked me how old my kids are. Uh-huh. I told her and I, and she goes, whoa. And I go, I know it's so stupid. And she laughed so hard. Like hard. People don't know what to do with us. I know. So <clears throat> anyway, what was I getting at? Oh, I have no idea. She explained. Uh-huh. A thing. We were going to do a demi-toss about this, and now you've talked about it for 17 minutes. Anyway, I have irritable larynx syndrome. <laughs> Look which, it up. Which basically means, can I explain what it means? Yes. It's like if you have a dry spot on your skin, and then you scratch that dry spot, uh-huh. and then it itches more because you've been scratching it, yes. so then you scratch it more. And, and it goes then on it, for eternity. And then it gets infected, and then you scratch <clears throat> it more, and then it, you know... Yes. So essentially, that's you with clearing your throat. Right. And you she, started clearing your throat a lot because you yes. genuinely were sick, but then it just was irritating your throat yes. more and more and more and more and more. Because the larynx is a bitch. And then it's become, it's also become like kind of also psychological that you feel this <clears throat> panic and this need to clear it. For sure. So the treatment is. So the treat, well, first, let, first of all, she's seen people who have had this going on for 10 years. Ugh. That could have been, you guys, that could have been nine more years of this podcast with been, Sister Twink That coughing. could have been you. It could have been me. Well, I don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> could but have been anyway, any of us. Um, solo saxophone. I don't know. Uh, so the treatment is? <clears throat> speech and breath therapy. Okay. And she's like, there are grants we can apply for. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, the end. <laughs> okay, great. Syndrome, and when I said to you, there is a wildcat that sounds like larynx. You're like a lynx. Uh-huh. What did you say? I don't remember. <clears throat> you said as soon as you said wildcat, I just thought of high school uh, musical. <laughs> when yeah, when Sister Twain turned to me and said, "Okay, there is a wildcat," I was like, "Okay, Sharpay, Troy." <laughs> I started going through all the wildcats in my head, and then she was like, "That anyway." <sighs> Okay, so I need to give an intro to the top five. Well, I'm just going to keep going because yeah. I keep because I always feel like we have to take a break. But as one gentle listener said, the, <laughs> the breaks, breaks are, are for you. Just for you. The breaks are just for we, you. We, <laughs> you listening could literally pause us if you need a break. Because I'm always like, oh, we've been going on too long. Like maybe you're listening and you really have to pee, but you're like, I can't. I got to keep listening until they take a break. Okay. So our topic today, our top five today. I feel, I, I think we should still take a break though. Because I want to refill my drink. I mean, we're going to take a break. I'm going to refill my drink. And then I'm going to explain our top five and where it came from. Oh, and then we'll dive right in. Came. Whoa, 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 yeah. That's clever. What is that? I've never heard that before. I had made it up. So cute. Just kidding. I didn't make it up. Anyway, it's not proprietary. That sound tells you that it's time for an ad. It's time for an ad for our Patreon account. From one of our sponsors. The sponsor being us. Us. (laughs) We're sponsoring our own shit because no one else will. (laughs) And we can say shit fucking titty in this ad because no one's paying for it except us. Shit fucking titty? Shit fucking titty, friends. Is that like a... Are those two adjectives for titty? Shit fucking, like, is the titty fucking shit, basically? Right. Is it a shit fucking t- shit? I feel like it's more of just like a like a frustrated expletive. Love it. Shit fucking titty. 
So, what's a Patreon? Well, a Patreon is a website where you can pay a nominal fee. Really nominal. <laughs> Have you ever thought about how nominal it is? I don't even know really what nominal I'm means. I'm not sure either, but the more I say nominal, <laughs> the more it makes sense. But you can pay a nominal fee, which means a, a, a nominal fee. <laughs> And for that nominal fee, you get access to some special bonuses. Let's say I just wanted to pay a dollar a month. What do I get? Well, you you don't get a goddamn thing. Because <laughs> why are you so fucking cheap? But if you want to, we will still take your dollar. We have, a but t- we will judge you. We have a tier for that. It's called the Celestial Kingdom yeah. or the Glory of the Sun. Yeah. So, so the more you pay, the more you get, and uh-huh. each and each tier has a name and different rewards. What if I want to pay a little bit more than a dollar? What's the next tier? It's getting better. Terrestrial, terrestrial Kingdom. Glory of the Moon. Glory what do, of the Moon. What do you get there? Well, you. Here's where stuff gets real. Okay. Okay. You get access to our two Dimitas episodes a month. Um, Sister Twain, that's me. Are you just reading the description from the Patreon website? <laughs> yes, sorry. It's going to be a 10-minute ad. I'm not going to do it. But anyway, Dimitas means half cup in French. Yeah, so those are just little short bonus episodes. Yes. They might be about something going on in our lives. They might be about something dumb the church did. They might, last holiday, I did a live reading of me watching Dolly Parton's Christmas movie, Christmas in the right. on the Square. Right. So it could be anything, but you but, get and, two of those. And for last Christmas, for my Demi Toss, I did a live reading of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't. That would be, no one would pay for that. So, and then the next tier, so uh, if you haven't picked up on this yet, the more you pay, the closer you get to outer darkness and beyond. Right. Um, the next tier is called the Telestial Kingdom or the Glory of the Stars. That's $5 a month. Right. Again, no, nominal. A nominal. Do, do. So for that, you get the demitasse and you get a ministering visit, close quote. From from both of us. Right, from both of us. Why did Which, we call it that? Because in the LDS church, they got rid of home teaching and visiting teaching and, and they just minister. Ministering visit. And so the ministering visit, it's just something from us. So yeah. it tends to be a written thing, mm-hmm. although mine have sometimes been audio. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just a thing. And, it's a special message from and us. And so far what we've been doing with that is I do my own and you do your own. Yes. It's not like a combined Yeah, because it's the Relief Study and the Elders Quorum Presidency. Really? So and then that's $5 a month. $10 a month is called... It's called Outer Darkness or the Glory of My Butthole because it's yes, dark in there. It is. It's And it's on the outer rim. But it's, <laughs> okay. And for $10, you get... You get the Demi Toss. You get the ministering visit. And you get Twain and Coffee's Guides to Leaving Mormonism. Now, we started out doing that by topic. Right. And now we're moving into, we're just going to vent about the latest right. Mormonism shit that's Or it might be a topic crazy. if we came up with a topic. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, and, and just so you know, when you sign up, you get access to all the back catalog. So we've done, yeah. we have done uh, Demitas about, <clears throat> um, about garments. We've done it about drinking, about coffee, just about like... Guide to leaving Mormonism. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Guide to leaving Mormonism. About, Well, wow, yeah. this, this is a long ad. You'll get all that... And the new stuff. And then next, if you pay $20 a month, still nominal. Nominal. If you consider the value of the American dollar. True. Um, is Money's the, made up anyway, Is y'all. the hot drinks kingdom or the glory of Gary. Right. <clears throat> With that, you get everything we've already mentioned and a monthly tarot reading. Yeah. Not a personal one. Courtesy of us. But it will be for you, for the group of Hot drinks, yeah. kingdom, patreons. So anyway, yeah, give us some money. 
Then get some extra stuff. There's one more. Oh, I know, but don't even advertise it because we don't ever do the thing that we're supposed to do for that. Well, because group. we don't have any patrons. I know, but if we did, would we still do that thing? Yes, we did. Siri, goddammit, we do it for Siri. If you pay $50 a month, you get the glory of Justin Thoreau's gray sweats, the spit in my mouth kingdom. Yeah. And that is what we call hot drinks after dark. And we will talk about the nitty gritty stuff. Oh, I actually have some stories I could tell now in hot Ooh, drinks after dark. Oh, yes. I could talk do. about that. Yes. I could talk about that. Yes. I could talk about this. <laughs> I was pointing at things. At things that Sister Twain knows all about. Anyway, so if anyway, you want to hear me tell some stories, yeah. just pay 50 bucks a month. Yeah. That literally you'd be terrified to tell in any other setting. Oh, yeah. But 100% I'll tell it to strangers on the yeah. internet. Okay, so, so that's if it. you want to sign up, patreon.com slash hot drinks, um, and you can sign up, and we really appreciate it, and this is a really long ad. Really do, but it pays for our groceries, so it's, it's worth it. We're back. What was that you just heard? Well, that was a long <laughs> fucking ad. <laughs> Sister Twain and I thought, no one's paying us to record ads. <laughs> So we should make our own ads, and we should make them 17 minutes long. So I hope you enjoyed that 17-minute long ad. We'll try not to have the same ad on too many podcasts, because little Twain will stop listening. While you were listening to the ad. Yeah. Not you, but the The gentle listeners, yeah. (laughs) And little Twain. We played on, what did you call it? Sangio? Synergy, Synergy. which is the name of one of my HomePods. (laughs) I have... We played six. Not a song called solo saxophone, but a it's song called "The Last Night of the World" by Justin Bateman. <laughs> by Justin Bateman. <laughs> no, by you guys from really. This if you were a '90s theater faggot, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I was, and you maybe knew Miss Saigon because oh. you saw, you remember the helicopter scene. Oh but my you forgot, god! And you maybe remembered Buidoy, the Dust of Life, but you'd <laughs> forgotten about the solo saxophone. Get your iTunes out, get your Spotify out, get your Apple Music out, and say, hey, Alexa, play, or Siri, or whoever your electronic servant is, and play, and say, play, The Last Night of the World. Look. And then sing out loud. Anecdote. You're very drunk. When Gary, my gay ex-husband. Right. <clears throat> the father of Lil Twain. Right. And on my other three children, too. <laughs> Strangely. <laughs> Surprisingly. When he asked me to marry him. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It was in New York City. Oh, God. And it wasn't after we had seen Miss Saigon. It was after we saw Les Mis. And it was on the stage because we had a friend in the show. Oh, that's so cute and super gay. (laughs) So gay. But look. If, I was look. if Listen, let me just say this one thing and then I'll let you finish. God damn it. If you are a straight person <laughs> and you got engaged on the stage of Les Mis or any Broadway show, you are like a heterosexual man who loves the puss and you are like a straight lady who likes a big old D in her vag and you got engaged on the stage of Dear Evan Hansen or Mean Girls or <laughs> a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Please write in, and I will Venmo you $100. Anyway, go ahead. What happened when you and Gary got engaged? Fuck, you're going to get three Venmo requests. Anyway. When I was in New York City, during that time that Gary, my gay ex-husband, proposed to me Uh on the stage of Les Mis. Center stage. Center. Center stage. Was Um, Gavroff there? He had already gone home. Okay. 
Um, he had a coke habit or something. Wouldn't it but- be great if Gavroche had brought out the ring? <laughs> He'd been like, oi. Anyway. Han Gavroche! Here's our ring. <laughs> Governor! Okay. So, uh, I did see Miss Saigon during that time uh-huh. with Gary. Right. And with the emotion. The music drives the emotion in that it does, show. It does. Almost like nothing I've ever experienced. What year would this have been? 96. Okay. That is literally the same year that I saw Miss Saigon on Broadway. Shut your mouth. Because I went with my high school senior class. Oh, my God. And we saw Miss Saigon. We did not say see Les Mis. Okay. We saw Dan Yankees. Oh, my God. We saw Kiss of the Spider Woman with Cheetah Rivera. Stop it. And I am... And I still pretended I was straight. I still was like, yes, I'm straight. (laughs) I did not just see Cheetah Rivera as... The Spider Woman. Anyway, um, it was amazing. I want that to be on your tombstone when you die in six months, like all my other. It friends. was amazing. Like I was so fucking straight at the time. <clears throat> I didn't even recognize that I was seeing Mother. Oh, and guess who I saw in Damn Yankees? Don't Victor Garber. Fuck you. And BB Newworth. Fuck you. No straight person has the right. I thought she was doing Chicago in ninety six. No, no, no. In ninety six, she was doing Damn Yankees with Victor Garber. The fuck. I saw both of them on stage. Anyway, I fucking hate you. And bow down. Yeah. I don't know who was in Miss Saigon. Was it anyone famous? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. By that point, oh, no, no, no. I mean, probably. If we went and looked it up, they probably now are big, huge stars. Oh, I'm sure yeah, now, but, by now. But, but anyway. Yeah, anyway. So with the emotion of Miss Saigon. Seriously, when is our 90s podcast <laughs> going to come out? We're going to do a whole episode on B.B. Newworth. <laughs> is Lola and Damn Yankees. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn okay, Yankees I'm made so me feel distracted. things. I know. Don't. We got to get to our top five. Or are we just going to do a whole other episode about other things? I was just going to say that seeing Les Mis for the first time, right. even though the show was really tired, there wasn't anything really special about it no. except for the music. Right. Um, <clears throat> Miss Saigon for the first time, the most flawless musical I've seen to date. Um, was Miss Saigon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except, well, you're going to hate this. Go ahead. I've seen things that Gary has directed. Okay. That are utter works of art. Okay. And I think he is absolutely fucking brilliant. Okay. But I anyway. Support. That's fine. Oh, that's really sweet of you. It. I support it. <coughs> it's I mean, a complicated I a, I thing. I think he's a shit father, but I, maybe he might well, be a great director. Well, 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 hey, little twain. Well, well, hey, yo. So. Um, are we going to record this episode or are we just going to so, drunkenly ramble? The endorphins of being in New York and seeing Broadway yeah, musicals yeah, for the yeah. first time. I know. And those two musicals. And then he took me to see a two-person show in a tiny black box. One of those people was Al Pacino, one of sure, my favorite sure. humans. I said yes, okay? Yeah, when he, I did no, too. When he, no, I mean, no. I did too. You- <laughs> but again, anyway, oh, if sorry. you're... A straight lady. <laughs> and I just thought the gay lifestyle sounds great to and be your married butch, to. Your butch <laughs> straight husband Aww. who likes football and has a big swinging dick. I guess straight people don't talk about their dicks this much. But anyway. Oh, and he like weird. proposed to you on the stage yeah. of Damn Yankees with Victor Garber and B.B. Newworth. Please write in. Anyway, okay. So- so should just should we just do a whole episode about the 90s and about the things we loved in the 90s? Or should we get to our top five? I think we should get to our top five, but that is planned, because this will leave the listeners in suspense. Okay, so... And they don't have much else to live for. The top five today was inspired by an article that came out in the Salt Lake Tribune, I believe today, uh, yes, that 
the the headline is help all women including queer members <laughs> to feel they belong in relief society lds attendees told at a byu conference so what this is about is that <laughs> there was a conference <clears throat> at byu oh god um oh where's my drink the the brigham young university women's conference is that what byu is yeah brigham young well university? no that's what the conference was the brigham young <laughs> university women's conference <laughs> And the keynote session was titled The Place of Belonging, and it was the General Relief Society presidency, and they gave a talk about essentially the the premise being the promise of the Relief Society is that we can become a Zion society. And so I if the you wanna fuck does that fucking Well listen, if you want to read the article, go ahead and read the article. It's interesting. But essentially, like <clears throat> the premise of their talk, oh my god, I'm developing laryn- laryngeal it's, phenageal. It's, What's it called? <laughs> called get your head in the game yeah from the wildcats <laughs> so the premise of this talk is actually not a bad premise it's the idea that all women should feel like they can belong in the relief society whether they're a mom <clears throat> a single woman a queer woman whatever and they actually like talk to a queer woman god bless whatever so that's fine was it sherry do no her name was live <laughs> that was joke um that they should have talked to sherry do anyway okay. again the premise of the talk great but what they say in the talk is they said our studies have shown, and these studies are bullshit, <laughs> is that the reason people leave the church is not because of doc- uh, doctrinal differences, oh, oh. but because of they were because they were offended or they felt you know not welcome. Uh. <coughs> so essentially, the whole the whole premise of the talk is we need to make sure people feel welcome so that they can be welcome. Well, let me just say really quickly before we get into our top five. Oh. <coughs> I just like jerked off an imaginary dick right. and cum is raining down on right. us. The cum of disappointment, though. <laughs> the, this thing that the Put Mormons that do, and this is not what the this, this show is about, so I'm just going to go through this quickly. This thing that the Mormons do where they say people don't leave because of doctrinal issues, people leave because they were offended, is gaslighting. Because what it's saying <laughs> is that the reason you left is your fault. Yeah. You got offended. Right. It's not because of the glaring doctrinal problems with glaring. the church. It's because you got offended and that's why you left. So it makes it your fault that you left and not the church's fault because there's nothing wrong with the church. And <laughs> oh, shoot. Someone uh, accidentally said something that offended you and so you left. Yeah. So <clears throat> the problem with this whole premise, and I could do a whole episode about this, is that like the doctrine of the church doesn't welcome or allow queer people like says that queer people are sinners and apostate (laughs) so you can say that like i was offended and that's why i left the church yeah i was offended i was offended because you said i was a sinner and apostate and that my children did not deserve the rights of baptism right like yeah i was offended because your doctrine is bullshit yes so this whole idea that it's like oh like someone got offended because like like, do they think that someone, like, insult, like, said that someone's dress was ugly and that's why someone stopped going to church? And not that there's generations of systemic oppression of women and people of color and queer people within the church. Right. Like, that has nothing to do with why people left anyway. To be fair, if someone said that your dress was ugly and you stopped going, I hold space for you. I mean, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you. Anyway, I I could honestly talk about that for two hours. Oh, I know. But the idea that, like, people leave the church because they're offended, so ergo, it's their fault, and not because the church itself is problematic and drives them out and doesn't create a safe space for them is utter bullshit. Yes! So, in that spirit... (laughs) 
in that vein. T- tonight's top five mm-hmm. is the top five ways the Mormon church has told queer people they don't belong. Right. Because the whole premise of this talk is <clears throat> you belong here. Even if yeah. you're queer, even if you'll, you're single, even if you've never had kids, even if you're a working lady, like you're a lawyer or something, <laughs> you belong. <laughs> a working lady. So I want to talk about the top five... <laughs> Reasons, the top five ways that the Mormon church told queer people they don't belong. Wait, wait, wait. The listeners need a break. No, they don't. I know. They can pause it. I know. <laughs> I was cheesing. See what I did there? That was a funny joke. It was a joke, but it was a it was like a, a, a reference to a previous joke we made. <laughs> We've never in comedy, done that. In comedy, it's funny so if you can call back to previous jokes. On the solo saxophone. saxophone. All right, what's a your number crazy one? Crazy sound. Okay. You know what's wild to me? What? People see this podcast in their podcast feed <laughs> on a Monday morning and they go, it's here. <laughs> and they they pick up their iPhone, they put their AirPods in their ears, they start making breakfast for their kids, and they, they think, these two drunk motherfuckers are going to talk about Miss Saigon and their favorite song from it. And, all, and other hits of Broadway in 1996, <laughs> like Damn Yankees with Victor Garber. Oh my, my and here tummy, we are. My, my tummy. Here we okay. are. <clears throat> so, what's the number one reason that the, the number one reason that the Mormon church has driven, driven queer people away? What's the topic today? The top five ways the Mormon church has told queer people they don't belong. Number one, go. Number one is marriage. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ma- marriage at all. Yes. The queers... They okay. Yes, we fought for the right to marriage, but they sure. don't really want it. Some queers do, <laughs> but some queers don't. But marriage is boring. Marriage is boring. It doesn't allow for uh, passion. It's hetero. <laughs> it's heteronormative as fuck. Right. right. It's just the whole marriage right. thing. It's a whole prescribed yeah. lifestyle, like. You marry, you marry, and you don't ever have sex with anyone else for the right. next seventy-eight right. years. You're like, that's the vulva I want. The- <laughs> that's what straight guys are saying. The- <laughs> yeah. And you just did like a robot that's arm. That's the vulva I want. I was pointing at the vulva. Go, go, that gadget, I want. gay arm. So, <clears throat> just that, just that, marriage is boring as fuck, and like. Uh, so that's how the Mormon church drove queer people away. <laughs> they said, you should get married. Yeah, because you and can't queer go. people were like, fuck that. You can't go to heaven unless yeah, you're married. True. But like queer people know better than any of us that uh, monogamy and traditional marriage are just like, uh, that's not why we're here. You know what I think is funny about straight marriage is that straight married people hate each other. <laughs> they hate each other. Like. Like, straight married men are always like, I gotta ask the old ball and chain. I don't oh. know, let me check with my wife. Oh my god. And straight married, women, straight married women be like, oh, I bought all this stuff, let me hide it from my husband. Look, I'm being very stereotypical look, right Jane, now. Jane, are you listening? Because you're gonna think this is profound. Okay. Even though I think it's just common sense, but Jane thinks I'm really great. It's true, she does. She, okay, no. Women, uh-huh. straight women marry their dads. Oh. And straight men marry their moms. Right. That's why I'm gay. The end. I don't want to marry so, Mary Jolipo. <clears throat> no, but you know what I mean? Like, there's this, okay. like, shtick in, oh. in straight married culture oh, yeah. okay. that you kind of hate your spouse. Okay, listen. And I don't get it. When I was the primary president. Right. Um, 
I called my two counselors. Right. Well, I mean, I didn't call them. The Lord did. The Lord did. The through you. The Lord. And so, whoever that is. And so, <clears throat> my second counselor, for those of you never knows, when you're a president of an organization within the organization, right. you get to call two counselors. Right. And the bishop says yes or no, and right. then he actually calls them. Right. After he asks their husbands. Right. And so, That's true. He really does. <laughs> he asks their husbands first. So, <clears throat> my second counselor... Because of who I am, I've always been who I am. Uh-huh. I told my second counselor how hot her husband was. <laughs> no, you did. Oh, oh I, fuck, oh I fucking did. I did. I, like, I feel like I didn't know Mormon you. Oh. Even though I kind of did. You ca- well, I mean, you knew BYU Mormon Right, me, right, right. Okay, but, so you told but, your counselor yeah. her husband was hot. And she went, oh, you can have him. I fucking, well, she didn't say fucking. Yeah, Let I me, freaking. She's like, I freaking hate him. I hate him. Oh, good. And I told him that yesterday. <laughs> so just to reiterate your point, the straight married people hate each other. Speaking of counselors, can I bring something up from this article that we just read? Please do. So the article, the, the General Relief Society presidency speaks, and then the General Primary Presidency speaks, which oh. are the presidents of the, <clears throat> the children's organization. Right. And they talk about gathering together when they were first became the presidency. I thought you were going to say gaslighting, but you said gathering. Well, one of them says... Right, who's one of them? I don't remember which one. W R I H. Uh huh. Rob Jobar J. I didn't do it right. You know. <laughs> and what I said was, harf, 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 harf. <laughs> she said she was worried that she was not enough for the primary position. And she prayed to hopefully get a confirmation that she was indeed, quote unquote, enough. Oh my God. That didn't come, oh. she said. Oh. Instead came the thought this, this is the most Mormon thought in America, in Mormonism. That <laughs> instead came the thought, this is a quote, you're right. You are not enough. <laughs> and you will never be your definition of enough. Oh, my God. But Jesus Christ is oh, enough. Oh, God. Oh, God. He is more than enough. And therefore, everything will be okay. Anyway, that's Mormonism in a nutshell. You're not enough. You will never be enough. But Jesus Christ is enough. Shoot me in the face, in the left eyeball right now. Anyway. So is What's that your... what your presidency member said when you called her to the and you said her husband was hot? She said, I'll never be enough. Anyway, my number, one, your number one, my number one way that the Mormon church told queer people that they don't belong. Fuck. Is that they wanted us to look at the art of Arnold Freiburg <laughs> and take it as sacred. For those of, for those even Permos and. Pomos, po- Nevermos, Progmos, ex- Xmos, Fomos. Arnold Kerberg? Fry- <laughs> so Arnold Freiberg is an, is an American artist <clears throat> who was very famous. Painter. I don't even know when he painted. 60s, 70s, probably. Anyway, sure. he painted a lot of religious and patriotic art. And so he painted a lot of paintings of the Book of Mormon, like right. characters from the Book of Mormon. All the ones you saw. All, yeah. So, like, and there were, there were copies of the Book of Mormon <clears throat> that had. Like little color pages inside with his paintings on them. Yes. Here's Nephi and his family on the boat. Here's Captain Moroni. Here's Abinadi talking to King oh, Lamoni. No, Noah. Noah. King Noah. King Noah. Yes. King Lamoni. Did I just make and that name up? And then there was up? a baptism one. <clears throat> right. And then there was the one with. But every man. What's that, his face? Every man. So let me just say. Let me say definitively as a queer man. <laughs> Arnold Freiburg was a big homo faggot. Like a big dummy faggot. He maybe didn't know, but but every man that he painted looked like a gay porn star straight from Sean Cody, oh. from from many a gay website, <clears throat> like from men.com, they you all, could find these men. Uh, they were like 
stacked oh. and like ripped. Even there's a painting. There's a painting of Nephi's family in oh. the boat crossing oh the ocean. And Nephi's Sorry. younger brother, Sam, <laughs> who at the time is supposed to be like Four. 16. And just looking and he is out like, to the ocean. And he is like ripped fe- like, like an Olympic bodybuilder. Like, anyway. Like Henry Cavill right. in 2021. There's no way <clears throat> that the Mormon church said, welcome queer people. <laughs> Here are some images of some... Of some sacred people that we love. It's like... You should not have pornographic <laughs> thoughts about these images. You should see them and think of Jesus. That is some clockwork orange... <coughs> None of us did that. Bullshit. We all looked at those big rock hard titties on Nephi. Yes! And Captain Moroni! And we felt some, warm snu- some warmth in our special place. <laughs> so that's kind of how the Mormon church told us we didn't belong. Because they were like... They were like, no, these images aren't porny these are or sexy. Spir- these are spiritual. They're spiritual. Do you see <clears throat> Nephi's forearms? You Do you see to them? Jesus? Did Nephi's forearms make you feel closer to Jesus mm. or Joseph Smith? Mm. Do, do you want to have Nephi's forearms pressed against your throat as <laughs> Nephi spits in your mouth and says, I will go, I will do, as he spits in your mouth? Forearms. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Also. Anyway. <sighs> he lives in Oregon. So, yeah. Um, so, Wait. yeah, that didn't welcome queer people. Number two. Go ahead. <clears throat> Mr. Mack. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mac. Well, it's so, kind of a local. Yeah, it's a it's a Utah thing. Even though the the CEO owner founder isn't Mormon, did you oh, know he's like not? Jewish or something? So Mr. Mac is a local, uh, like a men's suitery 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 where one goes to buy suits and ties and things. If you're going on a mission, you go to Mr. Mac. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, I think regardless of what the owner. What the owner's religious belief is. Irregardlessly. Irregardlessly, Mr. Mac became the destination for Mormons going on missions. Yeah. I remember when I went on my mission. Tell me. When you went to Mr. Mac, you could, they had a special for a two-pant suit. So it was one blazer, two pants that match it. No one in America sells that suit. <laughs> except Mr. Mac because they're selling to like 20-year-old boys that are going are gonna to go walk around Brazil and they're going to like rip, <laughs> rip one of their pairs of pants. Yeah. Their jacket's going to be fine. <clears throat> anyway. And then it perpetuates this idea that suits just need to be functional. Right. Perfunctory. Not sexy. No. And so... Can you imagine someone looking sexy in a Mr. Max suit? When you're looking... <laughs> Henry Cavill would. Come he on, would. come he on. Would. He busts those polyester Don't scenes. Don't even front. So <clears throat> you're sitting in the in your mundane sacrament meeting, right. Sunday service, right? And looking up at the pulpit at all these guys who have dad bods plus, right? Wearing maybe not Mister Mac, but they don't care. Yeah, nothing fits right. Two things. Yeah. When Gary and I were still married in Mormon, okay. <clears throat> he bought some pants that needed to be hemmed. Sure. Well, because he was a student. He's kind of short, Gary. He's six feet. Okay. As I said, kind of short. <laughs> Coming from the six. I'm four. six five, bitch. Goddamn. What's up, shorty? That's what I say to <laughs> Gary. Anyway. You mean shouty? Oh, that means you're attracted to Gary. No, I'm not. Okay. So anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> so... He bought some pants that need to be hemmed. And because he was a student, we were, we, I say we because I take ownership in this. <laughs> Don't fuck with You shouldn't. Me. Hey, I was raising his kids while he got his master's degree. Great. <laughs> he, 
And now you're still raising his we kids. We were poor. And he's catching the checks from those master's and I'm degrees. Poor. <laughs> we Hi, little twain. afford to get his pants hemmed. Right. Or he didn't have the wherewithal to just make it happen in right. time. He had an event he had to go to for school. So okay. I duct taped the bottom of his pants. Right. And he came home and told me about how how all night long he couldn't stop thinking about how there was duct tape in his pants. And somehow it was my fault. Like he was upset about it? Yeah. Oh, fuck Gary. <laughs> so second so thing, that's how the Mormon church tells queer people they're not welcome. Second thing about Mr. Mac. Get your fucking pants him then, fucking Gary. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. For 30 years he's been acting like this. He probably would have felt threatened. <coughs> his straight his straight guys, his his fakeness. If right. he had gone to a tailor. Sure. So, second thing. And I think I've talked about this on here before. Um, proof of the Mr. Mac anti-gay homophobic shit. Right. In our ward in Cedar City, Utah. Still married to Gary and Mormon. Right. I look over. It's a fast and testimony meeting. Mm-hmm. Which means it's the first Sunday of the month. Right. You which... don't eat and you tell your story. <laughs> That's, that's what it is. I'm dying. That's what it is. I want you to say that. To- <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, because she'll laugh. Anyway, okay. I look behind me because I'm like, wow, it's really full in here today. Because fast and testimony is when right. they ba- baby bless. Oh, they yeah. do the baby blessings. Right. And I was like, it's really full in here. Which, must they be- take a baby, they dip it in cow's blood. They don't. And then they don't. They don't do that. Okay. I'm looking behind, and my eye goes immediately in my my eyesight, my eye shot, my eye line goes immediately to this guy who's got who's nicely tanned, right? Has perfectly coiffed hair, right? And is in a suit that fucking fits, right? Right. Everyone else, right, in the congregation was invisible. Is it, they were in Mister? I was like. What is going on here with this suit? There was vulva juice coming it, down your legs. You know who it was? Who? What's his name? It's uh, <laughs> It's the guy that was married to Carolyn Pearson's daughter. Oh, I have no idea. Who did Confessions of a Mormon Boy. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, it's, um, oh my God. I can't remember it because I'm drunk. I feel like... <laughs> Confessions. I feel, like, I feel like you really like set that up like you know who it was. Of, <laughs> like it was gonna be Justin Thoreau <laughs> or Justin Trudeau. A Mormon or Jesus. boy. Confessions of a Mormon boy. It was Stephen Fails. I literally have no idea. Who what? That. He did this one man show. Okay. Previous to this baby blessing day. Right. Where he describes how toxic the Mormon church was for him as a gay man, closeted. Oh, okay. And where's the temple clothing in it? Oh. Naked. No, he does not. Correct, sir. He does. Okay, I'm going to look this up. Oh, no, you are. It was Stephen Fails. <laughs> anyway, His but he knows how to wear a suit. And that's my point about Mr. Mac. So, Mr. Mac, <laughs> by making such gross, ill, I'm just going to let me connect the dots. Please do. Mr. Mac, by making such gross, ill fitting suits, told the queer people, you're not welcome in the Mormon church. Brother Coffee, you're so good at connecting the dots. So, my number two <laughs> is garments. Oh! were gonna say that that's why i didn't put it on mine you knew i was oh yeah so if you're a never mo (sighs) when you're a mormon you have to wear special sacred underwear it's called garments oh my god for the men it's like a kind of a knee length cotton boxer brief kind of 
and a cotton t-shirt, a white cotton t-shirt, which might have a crew neck, like a t-shirt crew neck, or it might have what we call a scoop neck. Or a smiley face. Which is a Mormon smiley face. <laughs> and if you're a woman, it's the same thing. It's just made of a silky polyester to make I it feminine. I always got the square with a lemon me, With a lace trim. I always trim. got the sexiest one I could. <laughs> so it would like dip in the middle. Mm-hmm. Have and a little gather round, yes, at the chesticles. At the, che- at the yeah. my, 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 my heart chakra. Anyway, <laughs> garments said to the queer people, you are not welcome here. <laughs> because if you know a queer person, we take our underwear seriously. I'm going to post that on Instagram right we now. We care about our underwear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people care in a way that me- they want to wear really sexy underwear. They want to wear jock straps. They want to wear whatever. Yeah. S- I don't know, sexy negligee. <clears throat> I'm trying to include all queer body, all queer bodies in this, but Good but like just in general, we care about our underwear. We want some nice underwear, and the garments are not nice underwear. And look, you've been afraid of physical intimacy yeah. for your whole life. Yeah, and you still get me undies. I love me undies. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what that has to do with my fear of physical intimacy. Because you care about your underwear. I do. I care about my underwear. <laughs> That's what it's... Right. Like, no one's going to see it, but I still care. Yeah. But I will But I will say, for me, wearing the Mormon garment is... Tell me. The most, like, it is the way that the Mormon church disconnects you from your body and from your sexuality. Boner the killer. Most. No, 100%. To put it mildly. Well, and I'm not even talking, like, definitely yes, when you're, like, in a sexual ex- encounter, shall we say, mm-hmm. with your married partner, <clears throat> because that's the only way you can have a sexual encounter. It's a boner killer. Uh, but even just the idea that your entire body all the time is covered in a layer of fabric. Fuck me. Like, when I stopped wearing garments. Or don't. I was so aware of like my body and my skin and my nipples and my belly. In a really uncomfortable way. Yeah, it like kind of freaked me out. Anyway, now I'm fine with it. But anyway. But look. Those garments are not queer. (laughs) Those garments are super straight. And they said, hey, queer people, you're not welcome here. Look at the underwear we want you to wear. This is not the underwear for queer people. You, sounded, you should go home. You sounded like our friend Bruce when you said that. Those Listen, garments are not those queer. Those garments are not queer. You sound just like So Bruce. we're going to take a break. Oh. And when we come back, number three, four, and five. Bye. You should have some water. Oh. And some, oh, and some crackers. Don't be. I'll just, I'm going to keep talking. Oh, You're fine. Wait, no, I'll go wait. pee. It's fine. Listen, pee. so, okay, everyone, every week. I'm holding space for my pee. Every, every week I say to myself, <laughs> I'm not going to drink that much when we record. <laughs> I want to be present. Same. I want to, I want to make sense. That's and really here we are. sweet of you. Here we are. It's all about <clears throat> intention. That's why you should. People should stay married. Anyway, I don't know what you're talking about. So, okay, so we're on to, so tonight, today, if you're just tuning in, if you just turn that dial to the, oh shit, I made one of the jokes we always make. Sorry, little twin, little twin, it's okay. So, <laughs> as a reminder, in case you forgot, we're talking about the top five ways that Mor- the Mormon church has told queer people they don't belong. What's yeah. your number three? The hymns. Yeah. Was that on your list? Uh, specifically <laughs> on my list was the song, Who's on the Lord's Side Who? But go ahead. <laughs> Tell your talk about the hymns, and then I'll talk about who's on the Lord's side. Who? Oh my God! So the hymns. Yes. There's no passion. No. I am. The spirit of God, like a fire, I believe in 
know what that sounds like from the Music Man? I love music, mommy. Sounds like you're at a funeral. Uh, yes. <clears throat> right. Okay. Let's see what's in them. There is a green hill far, far away, away without a city. This- no one wants to put their dick in an asshole when they hear that. <laughs> and that's the key. <laughs> These are not queer songs. So, uh, um, I know Stop singing. <laughs> Stop singing hymns. Tell us why they tell Everyone's queer people straight. they don't belong. Everyone's straight now. Gay people don't sing that. So, because it, it quashes. Yeah. And squashes. Yeah. Quelches and squelches. Yep. Maybe not squelch. Right. Because don't... Oh, no. Quench is what it does not do. Okay. Because quenching your thirst means fucking the ass. Right? I'm so drunk right now. But we don't... It does everything but quench. Right. They're and... Not, they're not good hymns. And it doesn't do in a pinch. No. <laughs> God. Okay, I'm going to start eating some crackers. Although... Okay. Some of the EFY songs were very queer-centric. Yeah, they were bops. <clears throat> yeah. Here's one okay. uh, that I remember from 1991. Okay. More than just a man who died in Galilee. More than just a prophet to me. <laughs> Is that about Jesus? <clears throat> yeah. He wasn't a he, prophet, though. He d- more than a prophet. Oh, okay. Okay. He is my savior, my champion, my lord, and he is something to me. Those were more queer. That was way more queer. <clears throat> Don't you think people at EFY probably had their, a lot of people probably had their first queer experience at EFY? I fucking hope so. Because EFY was hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> EFY Brother Coffee's wiping his eyes. EFY for the Progmos and the Nevermos and the Nomos was <laughs> it stands for especially for youth. Especially for youth. What's youth? And it was a it was a <laughs> gathering of youth where they would use songs and uh youth. isolation to manipulate you into feeling the spirit no and saxophones. feeling like you feeling like feel it, it was like a Christian youth group basically. It really was. Lives. Yeah. It really was. <clears throat> I will say when I went to <clears throat> EFY. Yeah, tell me. My counselor's name was Aaron. Damn it. I rem- I still remember me oh. the first time I met him mm. was in the hallway because we you stay in the BYU dorms yeah, in like yeah. Helaman Halls or oh, Heritage Halls or whatever. Stop saying that. The first words. time I met Aaron, my <clears throat> counselor he was in a towel on his way to the shower. Are you fucking kidding? And he was really me? hot. Are you This is like And he was like he had like abs and he was like, "Hey, I'm Aaron. I'm your counselor." And I was like, "Hey, great. Great to meet and he you." And had skater hair. No, he had kind of like I think he had kind of spiky hair. This is like that episode of South Park where some minor character goes to a Christian um camp? Camp uh-huh. for people who are Christian but gay <laughs> to help them not yeah, be gay. That was me with Aaron, my counselor. Right. And anyway, shout out to Aaron. Anyway. I hope he's gay now. Anyway. Do you think? I mean, I have no idea. That, you, I have no idea. But he had abs. 
but he was also probably like 18. You know what I mean? Like he was a child. So my number three, my number three was something different, but I'm going to go ahead. My, my number three to go with the theme of hymns was the Mormon hymn, Who's on the Lord's Side Who? Which, if you recall, is the take me out to the ball game of Mormon hymns. Who's on the Lord's side? Who? How does that translate? Who's on the Lord's side? Who? And then, yeah. And then it does this sliding. Who? It goes. Who's on the Lord's side? Who? <laughs> yes. When queer people heard that music, give me some nachos and a hot dog. They were like, "We're not welcome here. <laughs> we must found our own church." For for this church has told us. <laughs> With their baseball-themed worship music, <laughs> you are not welcome here. Who's on the Lord's side? Who? Who's on the Lord's side? Who? I who's feel on like, the Lord's side? Who? I feel like a 1900, barbershop. Yeah, it's quartet. very old-timey radio, ladies. It's here we are who's with who's on the, on the Lord's side? side who? who? Yeah. How does it? There's a sliding who? Who? And then you take And all back. the gay people in the room were like, well, fuck this. It was like that guy. We can't stay. From Imitation Game. What? You remember that movie with I Benedict didn't see Cumberbatch? It. No, I don't watch it those. It was based on that guy. Yeah, I don't watch those. Who helped in World War II. Yeah. And he had to take medicine that made his dick shrivel up. Yeah. That's, that's what Who's on the Lord's Side Who is. He was gay. It's like medicine that makes your dick shrivel up. It's like chemical castration for the queers. <laughs> Anyway, there are some very queer songs in Mormonism, like If You Could Hide a Kolob, super queer. So queer. Tell me why. Because it's talking about going to a different planet where God lives. <laughs> and it was written by Eliza R. Snow, oh. noted queer. <laughs> but who's on the Lord's side who? <clears throat> Not queer. Anyway, what's your number four? He is my brother, my savior, my lord. What's your number four? I don't know. Um, It is, there are never any hot people in the Quorum of the Twelve. That's so true. Or the First Presidency. That's so true. You see these shriveled up old men who who are not going down and who are not going down upon... Can you imagine (laughs) Rusty M. Nelson just getting his face up in that vulva? No, you can't. You can't. And if you can... When Rusty goes pee, when he stands up at the toilet to pee, his penis is so shrunken into like inside his body that the pee just kind of dribbles down over his he balls. He has to meditate first. It kind of dribbles down over his balls and drips onto the seat and, and, and onto the floor. It's maybe, not even making it into the bowl. And he has to shake his balls dry. He has to shake it a lot. Anyway, and then what's his what's his lesbian wife's name? Wendy. Wendy comes in. She's got to wipe the pee up right. off the seat and Who off the floor. Who does go down on Cherry Dew. She does. She does. Every day because they live next door to each other. Right. And but, that is the truth. That is true. I can prove it. No. No one's question. No one on this podcast is questioning. Thank you. So anyway, what's your number four? Oh, no one's hot. No one's hot. Yeah, yeah. I thought I held space for a minute for Bednar. Yeah, but then he became the Lego man. He, <laughs> the Lego man. He's Elder Bednar looks like a Lego figurine come to life. He's just like <laughs> a plastic oh. smiley face, the parted hair. He's like, I am Elder Bednar. Yeah, you're right. He looks his, like the, he looks like an android. His facial expressions yeah. are like frozen. Um, 
speaking of Uchtdorf, wait, we weren't speaking. Oh of yeah, he's but, for sure the hottest of the twelve. But yeah. Um. Quick side note. He's uncut. We. <laughs> Because he's German? He's, yeah. Okay. I mean, Europeans don't circumcise. Because circum- he's a Nazi? European, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> Jesus. Europeans don't circumcise. Um, listen. Okay. We had a gentle listener who's someone from southern Utah. Okay. Who wrote in to P.O. Box. 12128, Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Boston, Mass. Anyway. No, anyway. She was like, when on the last episode, when you said Uter Cheos. Oh, yes. She messaged in and said Dieter Uter Cheos. Cheos or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sorry, my friend. Could if that I be got a t shirt? Dieter Uchtdorf Cheos. <laughs> Please. If, does she get a cut, though? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I love it. 10%. 10%. <clears throat> That's very socialist of us. <sighs> so that's your number four. Uh, what was it? I don't know. No one's hot. No one's hot. I'm never listening to general conference thinking, okay, when I was a little girl in the South, we had to go to the steak center right, right, right. to watch general conference because it didn't right. come on the TV. Right. <clears throat> and this was before, like, if you had a big giant satellite as right. big as your house, you could watch it on TV. Right. Anyway, listen, um, I, as a girl, I had a sex drive from five years old. You sold the porno to the neighborhood children. <laughs> I generously told them about it for free. You found porn <laughs> under the trailer park but you no, lived in. I thought about just making out with Rick Springfield when I was five. Same. Anyway, I didn't have a brother at that time, so I didn't know about penises really at all. <laughs> anyway, thank God. But now <clears throat> I know all about your brother's I penis. I do. So, but I'm eight years old, nine years old, ten years old, watching General Conference in the Stake Center in the southern U.S. below the Mason-Dixon line, which is a racist thing. <laughs> and <laughs> where, where are we going? <laughs> and I'm watching all these men thinking, I never thought, I want to fuck that guy. As an eight-year-old, you're <laughs> thinking this? No, but I can testify to you today <clears throat> with my arm raised to the square that I never was turned on like I was by Rick Springfield, Michael J. Fox. So I really want someone to write in, is there... <laughs> Is there a general authority who's hot? That you want a raw dog, like we're raw dogging I mean, sure. hot wings right now. <laughs> For sure. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there yeah. is or not. I don't know. What's your number four, brother? My number Coffee? four, the num- my number four reason, the, my number four way that the Mormon church told queer people that they don't belong yeah. is think of the, f- of the foyer of an LDS chapel. <laughs> There's a sofa in there and a love seat. That sofa has a floral print fabric on it. Stop can you it. see it in your eye? You can see it in your mind's of eye. Of course. That fabric said, queer people, you're not welcome. <laughs> and you know why? And you know why? Because that fabric was just on the edge of camp. Just on the edge. Just not quite. Not there. Not quite no, no, no. close. No. But if you have, if you've read Susan Sontag's essay on camp, that fabric is just on the edge right. of too extreme, <clears throat> too ridiculous, over the top, yeah. disconnected, right. performative. Right. That fabric is right there. Yeah. And if you had just pushed it a little bit more, just to tell the, the carpet had been a little bit more floral. Just the wallpaper had been a little bit more floral and not that scratchy like horse hide that they put on all the walls in LDS oh, chapels. Oh, they, if you had pushed any of those things, yeah. it would have gone into the realm of camp. And then it would have said, queer people, 
this is a space for you. <laughs> but instead it was like a sad, lonely floral print sofa, a sad, lonely floral print oh. love seat. The little 12-year-old coming out with the soggy water and the soggy look, bread to look, bring you the sacrament. Look. There was no camp there. The queer people were like, what the hell is this <laughs> sofa? And it said, go away, queer people. It, go it, away. It lo- <laughs> go away. Take Susan Sontag with you and go away. Played like a solo saxophone. <laughs> a crazy sound. Okay, stop. stop, stop, Listen, stop. Yeah. listen. It looks like you're walking into mm-hmm. a maxi pad. Okay, what's your number five? <laughs> I said that for our friend Cindy. Okay. Who couldn't show up to work tonight. Cindy? Yeah, our, our Cindy. Cindy. Yes, she couldn't show up tonight. She's sick or whatever. Oh, I'm Cindy. <laughs> okay, go ahead. My number five <laughs> is kids. Look. The Mormon church was like, kids, you're not welcome, queer people. <laughs> Look, they want you to multiply and replenish. Yeah. Even though the earth is fucking right. dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The earth planet is drowning. Yeah. In the abyss of the universe. Right. And all the other planets in our solar system are looking at us and they're like, the straits. It's the straits. They're blaming the straits. It's the straits in religion. Yeah. Have you watched the Tudors? I've seen two episodes, so. <laughs> Please say something that makes sense. <laughs> Every week I just think, why, are, why don't we just make sense? Why are we so drunk? <laughs> so what's your number five? Wait, are we number five now? Yes. Is that what I just said? Yes. Are you talking to me? No, that was a joke for uh, the great whore upon the waters. Anyway. <clears throat> Kids. Yes. Okay, look. Right now, look at me. Uh-huh. Okay. You, don't look at me, but look at me. Okay. Or not. Okay. Okay. How many women in Relief Society have lesbian haircuts? All of them. Is that the right answer? <laughs> it's close. <clears throat> a lot of them. So why? And you, wait, I'm getting there. Okay. And you, and they have all these kids. They have all these fucking kids. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're lesbians. Look at their haircuts. They oh get the same haircut as their husband. Oh my God. What's happening? <laughs> Where are we? They think <clears throat> if I want to have children, which a lot of lesbians do want to have children. It's fair. I've got to bite the bullet and let the patriarchy put itself inside of me. I still don't know why this tells queer people they're not welcome in the LDS church. Also, kids are the worst. Kids are the worst. And queer people want to have fun and they want you know passion. Can I, can I share a, a thought about what queer people think about children? Please! This is from mm. the song Montero, Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. <laughs> And when he's talking about children, he says, I want that jet lag from fucking and flying. <laughs> Is that what he's talking Shoot a child in your mouth while, <laughs> while I'm riding. Oh, my God. That's what queer people think of children. Thank you. That's the Shh. point I was trying to make. Thank you. Thank you. So my number What's- five. My God. This is the this is it. This is the last episode. This is when everyone stops listening. Little twain. 
state, moves out of state, and, I, she did. and she doesn't leave. So the my last, address. my number five is similar to my number four: the ways that the Mormon Church told queer people they don't belong, and it's the LDS Chapel in general. It's the I, LDS Church building. I thought you were going to say just the LDS Church. It's the LDS Church in general. <laughs> no, it's the LDS Chapel in general. Because is there a more sterile, unwelcoming, closed-off environment? <laughs> it smells like diapers. Than the LDS Chapel. It smells like shit diapers. It does, but but here's the other thing. What? The LDS Chapel for 98% of the week is empty. No one is in there. So the Mormon church is spending all this money, they're buying all this land, they're buying they're building these chapels, they're furnishing them with ugly floral sofas. And then it sits empty for 96% and of the And queers week. don't want to be empty. They want <coughs> things inside No, of them. but I think like part of queer culture, <clears throat> because for real is like when you're a queer person, part of that journey is like building your family because a lot of times your family of origin doesn't accept you or you don't belong or whatever. I'm going to vomit. So par- fucking stop. <laughs> so part of being queer is building your own community <clears throat> and is building spaces where you belong and where other queer people belong and where queer kids belong and whatever. And my home is a very queer space, but it's also a very welcoming space where anyone can belong, even though I hate everyone and I don't want anyone to come over. But in, but in practice, I would open this home to anybody. <clears throat> but the LDS church is closed 95% of the time to everybody. I can't. <clears throat> they're gonna build. They're gonna spend all this money on building. Same thing with their temples. They they buy up all these huge tracts of land. They build these huge buildings, and they are only open to a small, <laughs> tiny percentage of the population. Where and queer people welcome. I th- I mean I hope so. I think so. I think so too. Like we're probably not perfect <clears throat> at it, and there probably is. I mean, there definitely is exclusion within the queer community. But I think queer people try to build spaces where anybody is welcome, and anybody can come in, and anyone can belong because we know what it means to not have spaces where you belong. Fucking a. I've told this story before. <clears throat> oh, I want to hear it again. But I will tell it again. Please do. <clears throat> For, uh, the house that I used to live at, not at this house, when I would drive to work. Every morning, I would pass two chapels. One was an LDS chapel, and one was some other denomination. <coughs> I don't even know what they were. Lutheran. The LDS chapel, every morning when I passed it on my way to work, cold, empty, empty parking lot, not a single person there. Flaccid. Yeah, flaccid. Yeah. <clears throat> when I passed this other chapel, which was like in the parking lot of like a Smith's grocery store. It wasn't pretty. It was like a storefront building. Yeah. The parking lot was full of tables where they had produce and food and whatever. Come and they on. were just handing it out to people in the oh, community. Oh, come on. So whether, so, and, I, <clears throat> and I would imagine that these people that were, got, that were collecting this food were not necessarily members of that congregation. They were just people who needed food. And I've, so this church was like, we have gathered all this food. Come here and get this food. And, I, and literally I would see it every morning. I would drive by the LDS chapel, yeah. which was empty. A beautiful building, beautifully mans- beautifully manscaped, beautifully <laughs> landscaped, flowers in the flower bed, the lawns pristine, but the parking lot emptied, the doors locked, and the lights were off. Fucking locked and dark. And then I would pass this other building that was in a Smith's barbershop, a Smith's parking lot, next to a barbershop, <laughs> and next to a massage parlor where they probably did happy endings because they had curtains over the windows. Absolutely. The parking lot full. Every morning, they were handing out fruit and vegetables and bread and whatever to members of the community who needed food. And that's 
the queer experience. Stay with me and hold, hold me tight, tight and, and dance like, like it's the last night of the world. Anyway, that's the queer experience. Is building space for, for queer families and queer people and, and chosen families. And the other experience is building a beautiful building and locking the doors 10 days out of the week. I'm going to cry. And that's the way the Mormon church said, hey, queer people, <clears throat> freak you. You're not welcome here. Freak you guys. Freak you guys. Freak and you're, you to heck. Freak you to heck. And you're, you wanted to put your, your wee-wees, your tally whackers into, <laughs> into people's b-holes. Oh freak you God. to heck. I had a Mormon boss tell me once. There is a reason there is an innie and an outie. Talking about the penis being the innie and the asshole being the outie. Wait, don't you mean the penis was the outie? And what the, did I say? The, you said the penis was the innie. <laughs> Wait, because you put the penis innie and the penis I know, but comes... if you look at the penis, it's like an outie. <laughs> oh, it sticks out. He's like, but no, he's like, there's a reason <coughs> something. There's like, anyway, fuck it. Anyway, goes on and, and on. on. Anyway, so this is Hot Tranks. Played on a... That was a trauma bond. Every week. <laughs> Miss like I say, I'm not going to drink that much. I'm going to be in control. Yeah. I'm going I'm to be a good producer. I'm going to get through the segments. <laughs> I'm going to be the one and here in we control. Are. And here we are. And here's you at home saying, here it is. Here's the podcast. <laughs> You're washing your dishes. Thank God. You're turning on noise cancellation I'm- mode on your AirPods Pro. <laughs> You want to mute the sound of the world around you, and you're just listening to two drunk dummies you're talk like, about their lives. My 15 minute guided meditation waits until I have finished this episode. Anyway, it feeds me, it nourishes me. So, it's like a solo saxophone. If you didn't hear the five minute commercial, you can support us. If you listen to this and thought, I should give money to them. Then please, please go to patreon.com slash hot drinks. And uh, you're, you can sign up to be a patron and give us some money and help us make this podcast happen. You can keep singing. You can also email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at hot drinks. You can um, see our testimonies at lds.org slash hot drinks. You can see our testimonies of Jesus. Everywhere. And you can listen you to Miss Saigon at apple.com slash music slash hot drink slash Saigon slash Salonga slash slash last night of the world. Good night. <laughs>